Alrighty then. Hey, hey, folks. How's it all going out there? Hope everyone's doing fine this week, as always. Fucking happy long weekend to everybody here in Australia. Uh, it's kind of a little bit different, um, depending on what state you're in. But uh, we were blessed with a fucking an extra day off on Thursday for some reason to, you know, have some prescribed crying for the Queen or some shit like that. And then um, also we got Monday off to celebrate the Queen's birthday. So I don't know why that wasn't cancelled. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Everybody celebrates the Queen's birthday on a different day. It doesn't really matter. It's some sort of pageantry bullshit. But that's what the whole royal family was about. Just all pageantry. So we're celebrating the death and the birth in the same weekend. So, yeah, I hope you're having fun. It's fucking beautiful weather here in Perth. It's fucking sunny and, you know, low 20s. Gorgeous. Summer's right around the fucking corner. So it's hay fever season, I guess. I don't really suffer from that myself, but... Uh, Whatever, you know. Uh, it was also footy grand final week, so shout out whoever won. I did not watch it. I do not really care. I mean, I'll check out the fucking footy grand final if there's um, a West Australian team in it. Actually, yeah, no, I would even if Frio were playing. I don't really give a fuck about that footy team. But uh, if the Eagles are in, I'll definitely watch it. It'll be the only game of the season that I would watch. But grand finals, finals are always like fucking way better than the other bullshit you know everyone plays better the fucking the crowds involved it's fucking huge it's a big fucking epic event so congrats to whoever won can't even remember who was playing i think it was the swans versus the cats so i don't know if i know anything about biology i'd say the cats win but that's just an animal thing i might have to check in with my brother to see if that's true because swans can kick some fucking ass right i mean i remember <laughs> um Parents used to have uh, little toy poodles when I was growing up. We had this little crazy bitch named Daisy. Uh, little little black fucking ferocious little dog that um, only liked my mum and dad. Didn't Never liked us kids. Um, so would nip and bite and growl whenever we tried to pat it and, and all that sort of shit. But I remember one time we were down at the lake and the dog was going nuts and fucking went to chase one of the swans and got her ass kicked. So you think dogs can beat up cats? But swans can beat up dogs. Well, it's a toy poodle, so I don't know if that fucking counts. It's pretty much like beating up a rat. But either way, swans are fucking insane. Start flapping its wings. I've heard that they can break people's arms with their wings, but I doubt that. But I don't know. We have different swans here. We're not, they're not the nice, fancy white swans. We have the wicked black swans with the red, uh, yeah, red beaks. They look pretty fucking brutal. It's our, um, it's our state emblem. Yeah, check it out. The black swan. It's not just a metaphor for something. Oh, whatever. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, the day off of the Queen and all the shit going on over the weekend, you know. Obviously, because there was a fucking public holiday and it was trying to unite the nation, of course, it's time to protest. There's people with fucking blood all over their hands, smearing shit all over fucking pictures of the Queen because, you know, colonialism's bad, you know, or whatever. Oh, I don't fucking know. I mean, that's, that's that's the way to win hearts and minds, hey, with your protests, isn't it? It's just to sort of just be obnoxiously rude. Uh, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> And the irony is that the fucking the right to protest your government is a fucking Western thing, a colonial thing, right? There's not many other nations that would allow that kind of bullshit to happen, but... <laughs> Ah, fucking whatever. You give them an inch, they take fucking kilometers, however the saying goes. Fucking last weekend, guys, um, I managed to get out to the fucking Monolith show, just randomly on the Saturday, uh, which is the big um, uh, big sort of prog rock festival 
I guess you would call it a festival. It was one stage, but a lot of acts um, going on up at the fucking uh, Red Hill Auditorium, uh, which is in like the uh, on the escarpment here in Perth. It's a fucking gorgeous venue. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, um, but that's kind of the charm of it because it's up on the ridge. You can kind of overlook the city, so you're seeing the lights of the, you know, the big smoke in the background, but it's pitch black, stage, outdoor amphitheater, fucking gorgeous. Um, so it was the wife's birthday last Saturday. And, um, you know, we had organized heaps of other sorts of shit. Like, I wanted to go see this show a year ago. Right, um, but it kept on getting delayed because of COVID, and with its final delay, it was delayed to what I knew was my wife's birthday because I did remember the date. Um, and uh, she told me she didn't really want to go to it, so I didn't get her tickets, and I ended up getting her fucking tickets to uh, Jack Johnson, who's coming to Perth soon, November. So when he's here, doing a nice show on the fucking um, on the Kings Park grass area. I'll definitely talk about it because I, I love Jack Johnson. He's fucking harmless as fuck. He's wicked. He's a great little songwriter. And, you know, it's a little bit of a romantic thing for the wife and I or whatever. But how's this with the fucking ticket? It's an outdoor sort of picnic scenario. Um, I'm talking about the Jack Johnson concert coming up um, soon, by the way. Um, it, it said uh, no BYO. And that kind of sucks for a picnic scenario. I mean, I don't mind buying drinks there and all that sort of shit, but I, I, what, it's supposed to be like wine and cheese or whatever. So they said you could fucking add on this little, uh, this little hamper box onto your ticket price. They didn't even say what was in the fucking hamper. There was a picture, but then there was also a warning saying subject to availability on the day and all that sort of shit like that. Um, so I'm guessing it's just some wine and... Oh, no, probably not wine. Probably just cheese and crackers and meats and all that sort of bullshit. A fucking hundred dollars for the hamper. This better be some pretty cool fucking cheese. I'm looking forward to it because, you know, it's not often that you have a hamper that's roughly the same price as the ticket to the show. So who's the real star? Jack Johnson or that salami? We'll see. I'll let you know. I'll give you the full rundown of this hamper once I get to the show in November sometime or whenever it is. Okay. So how did I end up at the show? Fucking morning of the wife's birthday. Uh, we go out, have a nice breakfast, all that sort of bullshit. She's throwing around ideas for the rest of the day that I'm not too happy with. By the way, I'm starting to get sick at this point as well. I could feel it coming, and I'm trying my hardest not to let it ruin the fucking day. Um, but also, I'm not getting very motivated by these suggestions. You know, she's wanting to go out into the Swan Valley, which is like, you know, drive an hour out there just to see cherry blossoms. Just because one orchard has got some fucking cherry blossoms blossoming. And it's a cool photo opportunity or something. I don't know. You know when these things happen? Or there's these, like, they just put quirky random pieces of bullshit around the fucking um, the orchard and they think that that's artsy. You know, you might see like a shithouse, old ass, you know, upright piano painted pink. And it's just there in the middle of the fucking cherry blossoms. Oh, cool. An old telephone booth painted pink. Oh, shit. Fucking Instagram. Whatever. So I obviously didn't care for these suggestions. Um, and I happened to see on Facebook that a buddy of mine uh, had another buddy who had two tickets to this show, giving them away for free. I fucking jumped on it. Gave him a bottle of vodka or something, obviously, for the tickets. But yes, we ended up doing that. The wife all of a sudden wanted to see the show now. Now that it was free, I guess, or something like that. But um, yeah, we went there nice and early. It, like, it's, it, it started at like 2. So we got there at maybe 3, 3.30. I think the first act was on, on stage or whatever. So it was just a fucking afternoon of just drinking, watching shows, fucking chatting. 
you know, making friends with the, the losers that happen to sit near you and all that sort of stuff. But every time there's a fucking carnival show going on, but I should go through the fucking lineup, shouldn't I? Yeah, all right, it's the Monolith Tour. Um, so there's a lot of instrumental prog rock bands going on, um, obviously during the day and stuff like that, but like there was kind of uh, three headliners. So uh, obviously this is in order of headlining. Um, Ocean Grove was one of the big names, then Cog was second to last, and obviously um, finishing out the show was fucking Carnival, the mighty Carnival. So I was fucking excited to see Cog and Carnival. Apparently, this is the first time in like 17 years or something like that, that they've been on stage together. That's what they were saying. 17 years since they've been on stage together, and I remember seeing them together roughly 17 years ago at the Rosemount. Um, fucking Cog were headlining at that point because the things hadn't flipped yet. Carnival hadn't become the fucking powerhouse that they are now, um, but Cog were pretty big. Um, so yeah, I remember seeing Carnival and Cog together. I must have been about 18, obviously, and that was 17 years ago. So if my maths check out, I was at that fucking show. So I've been there for the lot, apparently. It's one of those things, whenever there's a carnival show going on in Perth uh, and you're a prog rock fan and Perth is very, very small, you see every other carnival fan ever. You, you'll see all, all these people. It's like a reunion for me, right? All people that I used to work with from music shops, teaching, bands that I've been in, all that sort of stuff. So a fucking, almost half of the people there were familiar to me for some reason. You know, it's either a carnival gig or a Deftones show. We, we always fucking run into each other. It's insane. It was wicked because in the mosh pit of fucking carnival, I ended up um, running into a bunch of dudes from high school, some of which I hadn't seen since high school. It was fucking wild. It was really, really fun. Um, but yeah, what can I say? Fun fucking day. I was a little bit upset about Cog's set, to be honest. Because I was really looking forward to seeing Cog. Cog, to me, have one of the best debut albums of all time. That um, came out in 2005, uh, The New Normal. And they only played like two tracks from that album. The rest was kind of their newish stuff. Uh, and I don't really care for it. Their newer stuff, I don't know. It doesn't hit as hard. But So I was a little bit underwhelmed with Carnival. Oh, with Cog, sorry. But Carnival fucking, they, they, they bought the smoke. They fucking, they did everything right. They smashed out a fucking wicked set. They played a new track, which was sick. Um, and then they finished off the, the show with the fucking, um, like one of their first hits, I would say. It was like a Perth fucking anthem, a song called Fade. So you guys in Australia, you know that song. It's not even on their first album. It's from their like first EP. Uh, yeah, they closed out the show with that. It was fucking sick. After doing a stupid fucking encore, like what the hell is wrong with people? Like why did these encores exist? You know, I've seen that meme, fucking, it's just like peekaboo for adults or whatever, but it is so stupid, right? Just like, oh yeah, we're done. Whoops, psych, now we're back. And then you got to fucking, oh, what's the real surprise? Are they going to come back for one song or two or maybe three? Some bands come back out and do like a whole another fucking five, you know, five song set, for like another half hour worth. They did a couple of songs, I believe. Anyway, fun times. That was a fucking weekend. Didn't really want to dwell on that shit anywhere uh, near as long as I already have because there's so much fucking music since I last spoke to you guys and it was kind of getting annoying. I was going to do this podcast episode on like Thursday. Didn't really like the albums I was listening to. So I decided against it. Was going to do it Friday. The fucking 
check fucking uh, Spotify, a whole bunch of new albums, and the same again happens Saturday, so uh, whatever. What, what the fuck ever. Uh, I'm here now. We're going to get through it. I've limited down the list a little bit, but everything in this list is kind of rock-ish. Because I know last episode was a very heavy metal sort of bent, so let's um, go a bit lighter, but rock. All different kinds of rock. All kinds of different, you know, the, the formations of rock. There's, you know, all the, anyway, fuck, let's get started. Let's get fucking started. Let me have a sip of beer first, and we'll talk about this bullshit fucking five seconds of summer. Mmm. Five seconds of summer. You didn't think I was going to start there when I said rock, but this is pop rock that start with the gayest of the rocks. Um, the pop rock, uh, five seconds of summer. There's some piece of shit boy bandish sort of thing. I didn't really love the album, and in like full disclosure, guys, didn't even listen to all of it. Got through about two thirds of it, and I was hanging out back with a buddy the other day, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, enough's enough, man. Like, uh, let's let's move on. Let's move on. There's plenty more to check out uh, because it is just classic, you know, poppy rocky sort of. You know, I, I guess I didn't enjoy it because I'm not a 16 year old girl. Um, and I don't find these dudes sexy. Sorry. It's just what it is. Anyway, the album's called 5SOS5, um, which I'm guessing is Five Seconds of Summer 5, which I'm then going to guess it's their fifth album. Maybe. Whatever. Doesn't really fucking matter. Not worth looking into. 5SOS5. It's a palindromic name. Good for them. Smarty pantses. Oh, God. You could fucking look at that name in the mirror and it would be exactly the same. They could have done something cooler with the S's and the fives because, you know, a five kind of looks like an S or something. I don't know. That would have been weird. Um, so it's a fine album. It's got a, you know, I'm going to chuck a little clip of some bullshit random thing from the song here. This is kind of the vibe that it sounds like. You get the idea. If you haven't heard of Five Seconds of Summer, do not go check them out on my recommendation, right? But if you've heard of them before, then uh, I'm just giving you my two cents because that's what I do here. <laughs> it is what it is. Sorry, I heard something fucking clicking behind me. It's like someone's sneaking up on me mid-podcast. That'd be a good way to fucking attack somebody. Just wait for them to be in, you know, engulfed in their own thoughts and then slap them on the back of the face. Back of the face is the back of the head. Anyway, uh, an album. We're starting to get better. We're starting to get better, guys. Clutch. You guys ever heard of Clutch? They're a rock um, band that's been around for fucking ages. Since the 90s, I believe, Clutch. I used to have old Clutch songs on like my fucking first iPod. One of the ones where the wheel actually used to spin around. Any you fucking dinosaurs remember that shit? Hey, well, that's what I used to have. Probably still do somewhere in a drawer in the house or whatever. They've got a new album out and it's called Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. Um, which sounds like it's a really heavy, intimidating title, and it's not. Um, these are like just a fucking, a bunch of fucking pub rock bangers. So we went from pop, pop, uh, huh, ah, ah, going to mix up already. We went from pop rock to pub rock. Um, they sounded a little bit like this. And every song on the album has a similar vibe to it. Just wicked little fucking 
riffy, almost bluesish sort of stuff at times, but um, not to any point where, you know, blues in the way that ACDC would do blues, you know what I mean? So it's still definitely rock. It's blues rock, um, pub rock, which is what ACDC is as well. Okay, so check that one out, guys. It's called Sunrise on Slaughter Beach from Clutch. I feel like there was others that I checked out. Fucking, it's just not made it to my list. I don't know. This list is, um, that's what happens when you put these things together over a few days. You end up losing track of what the fuck you meant by um, your jotted fucking, you know, annotations here. But whatever. Do you guys remember a little while ago I was talking about a band called Eve Six? It was like a um, pop punk band, like a punk rocky band uh, from probably the 2000s, mid 2000s, I guess. It was maybe their heyday. They had a big hit that was probably the most popular song called Heart in a Blender. Oh, by the way, the fucking the singer from Eve Six, I don't know his name, uh, he's a good fucking Twitter follow, guys. He's, he's pretty fucking funny. So, yeah, check him out. Um, that's how I uh, was alerted to this new album, by the way. Uh, it's called Hyper Relevization. Hyper Relevization. Uh, Eve Six is their first uh, studio album for about 10 years or so. Um, and it's not too super punk rocky. It's, I don't know. The guy's got a nice deep voice. We talked about it and I played you a song of theirs um, some time ago. I can't remember the names of the episodes or numbers or anything like that. Um, because they did a wicked song that only appeared in the soundtrack to a movie called Out Cold. Starring Zach Galifianakis and a bunch of other idiots. Snowboarding movie. I fucking loved it as a kid. And I loved the opening scene. This dude just on top of a mountain by himself going for a wicked fucking epic powder snowboard run listening to this fucking cool song by Eve Six. Um, anyway, the new album is a bit uh, less full punk rocky and it's a bit more lo-fi punk, almost borderline indie rockish. Uh, I don't like using that term because that could mean anything. Indie rock is the most bastardized term in music, I think. Anyway, sounds a little bit like this. Well, at least once. Guys, but by the way, these little clips that I'm chugging in, I don't know. Like These are just a random point of any old fucking any song. I don't know. I did not curate this at all. But, um, you know, here's a snapshot. actually enjoyed a lot of this album as much as that snapshot probably doesn't really show off the uh the actual musicality of the album but trust me when i say that it is better when you listen to the whole thing start to finish it's cool i dig it i fucking dig it all right what have we got next oh by the way just uh yeah cap that off as eve six hyper relevization brand new one fucking 10 years in the making apparently they've been working hard every single day for 10 years to come up with that fucking banger of an album. Check it out. So why is this next one on my list? I haven't listened to it. Oh, that's why. Oh, I fucking wanted to listen to you guys, uh, with you guys. Um, all right. Mm. Mm. Ah, the Smashing Pumpkins. They have a new single out called Beguiled. It was actually weird when I saw this because I saw like a, a little um, thing on Instagram. I guess it's from his music video and it's fucking Billy Corgan. Dressed up very weird, very 
I don't know. It's not weird these days, I guess. But you know that kind of fucking. He might be wearing a dress. He might not be. And isn't that weird if he was doing some sort of trans thing, like dressing up uh, kind of gender fluid or whatever? But the name of the song is Beguiled, which means you know, kind of not really confused, but it's sort of like you've been um, hypnotized, normally for the worse, or something like that. So anyway, whatever. Confused, whatever, fucking beguiled. Let's let's fucking check it out, shall we? Actually, should I pick up a guitar and see what's going on with this song? Yeah, maybe. All right, let's try and pipe this in here a little bit. Beguiled! Smashing Pumpkins, let's see what they got for us. I just saw today that they fucking performed this on um, Fallon, so you guys might have already heard it and seen them perform it live on Jimmy Fallon. What have we got here? Wait, where's my guitar? Is anything coming through there? Let me try that again. Let me try and pipe this in. All right, he's riffing it. All right, that's not so hard. All right, wait, wait, wait. let's pause that right there. Let's pause that right there. He's in drop D. He's in drop D for you guys playing at home. Can you hear my guitar? That's kind of what he's doing, right? Something like that. Right, we got to stop it right there. Okay. That's a high school guitar riff, right? Yeah? Alrighty. The new single from the Smashing Pumpkins coming out hot. It's so, it's so Billy Corgan. Nice. Oh. All right. Um, all right. So it just as a comment from that, like, obviously that's as simple a riff as you're ever going to get, right? Just that fucking... Right? That's as simple as it's going to get. But what's not simple and amateur is just the whole songwriting of it, right? So that might be a very simple, basic riff, but the maturity it takes to settle on that as a, as a verse, there's something more to it. There's something more. It takes, I don't know, a whole career to get there, apparently, or something like that, you know? All right, what's coming up? All right, that's pretty cool. I like it holding there. Saying return the faith. Alright. Looking at him, you don't think that he would sing this high. You know, he's a bit a bit of a bit of a doughboy fucking Billy Corgan, isn't he? I mean, not fat, but doughy. 
This is a very Jack White style solo, isn't it? Oh, nice. Got his harmonics going in there. Hear the hand claps? Was that was that hand claps? No, I gotta, I gotta go back a little bit. I'm pretty sure they switched to hand claps instead of a snare for a second there after the solo, didn't it? Didn't it? I mean, that's the thing these days. They're always layering like, oh, is it a snare drum or is it finger snaps? Yeah, that's fucking TR-808. I mean, this is a sick little rock track, isn't it? I think I put my guitar down. I don't think this is going to really slap me in the face enough to really want to investigate. It took about four seconds to learn that first riff. If it takes you any longer than that, <laughs> get practicing. I like this section a lot better than the verse. I like holding there, that's cool. And at least it's in like otherwise standard tuning except for drop D, you know? It's none of this fucking E flat nonsense. It's got some fucking Ozzy Osbourne vibes to it, doesn't it? It's very Ozzy Osbourne. It's 100% Ozzy Osbourne. Fucking Billy Osbourne. There's nothing that hooky about it. I don't know. That's it. All right, guys. That was Beguiled, the new track from the Smashing Pumpkins uh, by Ozzy Osbourne. Or something. Fucking Jesus. All right, so that was all right. That was all right. I don't... I don't know. That's that's not quite the banger that I expected out of Smashing Pumpkins, but you know, who the fuck am I to complain about um, new music? You know, it's not like I do a whole podcast about it or anything like that. I don't know what you guys think of that track. It was fine. There's nothing really wrong with it, right? It was very Ozzy Osbourne. It was very um, simple, right? It's like Ozzy Osbourne meets Jack White, right? That's an interesting marriage. It's kind of cool. I dig it. Anyway, that's enough waffling. I think we should do another podcast early next week because I know it's been a while between drinks, guys. Certainly not for me, um, but for us. Uh, and I'm going to leave you guys with a fucking cog song today um, because I was a little bit disappointed with that set at the Monolith thing. Uh, they didn't play some of my favorite songs. Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um but also, fucking, this album, this f 
fucking debut album of theirs that I'm talking about, The New Normal, fucking came out in February of 2005, right? And fucking Carnival released their debut album in January of 2005. So the first quarter of 2005 was a fucking seriously good time for Australian prog rock music, right? Things were changing. These are world-class albums fucking coming out, um, and they're fucking amazing. And uh, so I got to let you guys know how fucking cool Cog were. They came out of the gate with this song. This song is called Real Life. Um, and it's the first track on their debut album. And it's fucking bomb. Like for a three-piece band, shit, they're fucking huge. Fucking love Cog. Um, remember, if you've got any suggestions, any, any questions, any of that bullshit, you can contact me, guys. My email is uh, scott at thejamroom.com.au. Use it. Any other links to all social media bullshit will be in the um, the show notes of this podcast. So, um, you know, hurl your insults, guys. I'm game. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, I'll chat to you all real soon. Have a fucking fantastic week. Take care now. Bye-bye then. <laughs>